If that happens... I just hit the record button. Okay. 120... How many hours? I have 122 hours on the SD card that's currently... Oh, we're going to fill that up right now. Yep. And it's all going to be about... Apples. 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 <laughs> apples. <laughs> Michigan. Excellent. Michigan apples. Apples cider. <laughs> apples cider. Dude, we could I could do a whole episode on apple cider, by the way. And apples from Michigan. Are you kidding me? I remember going to those the cider mill. You. Don't kid me. Who's kidding anybody? Okay, let's not no one's kid ourselves anybody. even. Don't even joke. Don't even go there. <laughs> Don't joke Ken around at all. Oh, with that. Oh, oh. Hi, that's Joe. And I'm not Ken. <laughs> Rabbit and, season. And we're, <laughs> you got me on that That one. was close. That's it. Hey, that's Joe over there. And that's Ken. And we're Joe Ken around. Nice. like your part in that (laughs) nice nice (laughs) oh man we're back here with another episode of joking around um we we had an episode recorded oh man last week yep and we tried to do the whole remote thing oh man took us a while to get set up we got it set up it was working and then oh we had crickets so bad we had a cricket in the sound (laughs) in the back i sounded something like (laughs) Yeah, it was like that time. It sounded like that, but it was like the one that wouldn't shut up. It was just like going. I even had Dakota like chase it a little bit and like try to (laughs) find it. We had to pause and Joe went and he's like, I'll be right back. He's like, (laughs) in the background. I think I got it. And we're like, it was all quiet. And then we go for a while. And then he stopped. So um, there might, so there's some footage or, you know, recording in there. That may make its way later into like a bonus episode or something. There we we go. covered a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we're back at it here live, coming at you live from the studio here at Joe's studio at an undisclosed location, nickel plated underground. <laughs> Wait, what was the other part? It's just, I said like a hundred miles or something <laughs> buried, stupid. Buried feet. beneath the ground. Okay, we'll yep. go with that. All right. Yep. Um, so, what we talked about last time. I think it was worth kind of revisiting since they're not going to get to hear most of it or maybe some of it later. But um, I wanted to talk about personalities. That's right. Remember that? Yeah. Personalities. Personalities. Specifically, introvert and extrovert. Ooh, okay. So we're talking uh, some dichotomies that exist within personalities, and that's one of them. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yep. there's a few of them. There's introvert and extrovert. It's probably uh-huh. the most widely used and known. It's pretty big right now, right? Everybody, Yep. Um, a lot of people, I think, cling to the, or claim to be an introvert more than an extrovert, I think, sometimes. Or maybe it's, like, cool to be an introvert. Yeah. Yeah, that could be do a you, thing. Do you have a feeling on that right now? Ooh. Do you Do you think people claim it? To, yeah. be, to be like that? I think you're right. I think... I oh, would, I'm, an ex, I'm an introvert. I just want to stay home and eat ice cream <laughs> and watch Netflix. It just, it just equates to just not doing anything not, productive. Yeah, like, I don't want to be... Uh, don't even get me started about social. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I just got back from an event, and one of the gentlemen that I met at this event, it was for a trucking convention, of all things, and I did my performance there, and so I was part of the entertainment, doing my singing and painting. There was another gentleman who was going to, uh, he was kind of like a motivational speaker slash comedian um, who, yeah, that, that would work for, a, that's a working definition of what he did. He was a comedian. He was, yeah. Did you boo him? <laughs> All the entire time. <laughs> uh, we talked about that last time. So, anyways, and again, interest. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. You remember those <laughs> you things much better. Anybody? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I did not boo him. By the way, no. Okay. But um, really good stuff. But he 
instantaneously pretty much in meeting me went there and said he was an extrovert. So it's funny that we did bring this up because there was someone just recently in my life over the weekend who did claim to be an extrovert. That being said, I'd say about 90% of the truckers uh, would probably be self-acclaimed introverts. Like that's how they would talk to me. Truck drivers. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, I, I don't know if that's, you know, that's a guess. That's not, but just based on how they would talk to me, because they were like, you know, oh, wow, I don't know. You know, and I could tell they wanted to say hi and they come stand next to me. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so there were. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh. That's just Dakota. Don't. I'm, I fine. know I'm going on. It's fine. No, it's it's good. Um, but anyway, so what do you mean truck drivers? Like the guys that at this event came up yeah, to you? Yeah. Okay. So, cause you used to drive a truck, right? I actually did. Yep. 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 Uh, I did a straight truck, but this event was pretty cool because it was all about, um, getting the safety instructors involved as well, which is really different. So usually there's like this almost animosity towards each other. You know, you've got the safety people who right. make it hard on the truck drivers to do anything. And then you got the truck drivers, obviously, who are trying to get jobs and whatnot and do what they're going to do. So for this specific event, though, uh, there was a competition. And and during the competition, you basically take your test. It's kind of cool. So you you show up and you're like, you do you do all the maneuvers with the truck and you go through all the all the hard things that you usually have to do, but they turn it into a competition and someone wins. What do they win? Uh, you get job? like, a, no, you get a trophy, but oh. actually kind of like you, you do interviews. So they have, they invite people who are looking to hire to this event as well. And they watch the drivers. They see who, you know, does really well. And obviously the better you do, more likely so you are like a recruiting day for yeah. other companies. It's it's like, like it's scouting. Like, yeah, it's like an NFL pro day or something. But why for wasn't I invited to this? <laughs> <laughs> I need drivers. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I just so I agree with you. I do find it funny that there was someone who was a self. But then again, the extroverts usually are pretty comfortable claiming that they're, extrovert, they're extrovert, right? Because it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard to like for sure know, but I felt like most of the other truckers that were kind of quiet and just kind of like they they probably would say, well, yeah, I'm probably an introvert. Although I think there are a lot of closeted extroverts claiming to be introverts. That was where I was trying to get to. Okay. Do you categorize yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? Ooh. Oh, man. Uh, I, I think I'm definitely more of an extrovert now and have worked my way more into that category than I have been most of my life. Mm -hmm. I think a good majority of my life have actually been more of an introvert, a true introvert. And, uh, I think that a lot of people honestly, uh, as they figure out their personality, learn how to, uh, either manipulate's not the right word. That seems a little bit dark, like it's a bad thing, but they learn to control the the good and the bad of each side. And I'm hoping, you know, I don't want to sit high on my throne over here and say, I've got it nailed down, but I'm hoping that, (laughs) that uh, I'm getting better at that every day, you know, and, and learning the good sides to both. But I think, I think that's where I got a lot of my artistic desires and ways of communication had a lot to do with uh, being more of an inward thinking person. Okay. So the definition that I'm kind of going with for introversion and extroversion is where do you recharge from? That's kind of what a very simplistic view of it, but kind of where you recharge from. So uh, an extrovert is somebody that um, wants to be in a social environment, have people over, talk, interact with people in a group setting, and that's how they recharge. That's how their stress level goes down. Uh, an an introvert would be the opposite. So it takes more energy. It's based on energy levels. So it takes more energy for an introvert to be in a social situation. It's not that they can't do it. They can, but when they're done, they need to go recharged by themselves. Yeah. That's, I like that. That's kind of the definition that I look at it from. I think that totally, totally covers it. I, I enjoy doing, um, uh, so my degree 
is in counseling slash basically psychology, Uh um, Christian counseling. Yeah. Um, And I really enjoyed studying the personalities and everything. Uh, And extrovert and introvert were definitely a part of it. I think in some cases, of course, they call them type A personalities, type B. Sure, yeah. There's different ways. And I didn't want to get into all that because... We don't have to. Frankly, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I know what they are, but like, I have nothing to like. I'm like, okay, that's so what it is. that's what it is. <laughs> uh, bringing it kind of to Joe and I, Joe and I have different personalities. So what? <laughs> very we different personalities. Um, <laughs> there's a time in our life where Joe and I look very similar. I think when yeah. I started getting almost to college. Yeah, I think there was, I was a little a, transition. A senior in high school, and Joe was in college, and I would go to the school and sometimes be mistaken as Joe. That's not a problem anymore. We're very different now. <laughs> if you were to look at us, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I see that you guys look similar," but there's no way you can make it mistake each other. But back in the past, there was some similarities there. Um, however, I would say that. My personality is more on the introverted side. So I find recharge time yep. alone. Yep. Um, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be like a, I think people picture that as like a negative thing. Um, they got to go right. into a room and close it and lock it, turn out the lights. <laughs> You know, like just some kind as of as much as I could see you werewolf. enjoying that. That sounds I, awesome. I know. <laughs> I totally think you're right. Yeah, that's 100% you, man. So, but these are the these are the extremes, right? So you have uh, introversion, where you know somebody who's like a, a, a social shut in. Yeah, and then you have extroversion, who's a party animal. I don't think that we're on the extreme levels of that. Um, the thing I kind of wanted to talk to and bring it down to was the crossing over of the two personalities. So, for instance, oh yeah, um, Dad, uh, Doctor Dana Everson is a music professor, or he has been his entire life. In fact, he just retired in the last few right. years. Yeah, yeah, he's been in school, whether learning or teaching, since kindergarten. I mean, that's correct. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Ah, uh, yeah, I think he's yeah, he's been either in it or teaching it. Or he thinks of his life in semesters, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah, that's how he does time. He's like the fall semester, you know, spring, <laughs> spring break, and he, he. That's kind of how he plans and stuff. Now. Dad, I believe, is quite introverted. However, yeah. an introvert yeah. will uh, become an extrovert for a period of time if they are doing it for something they're passionate about or something that they love. Yes. And I think sometimes... And they can do it for a very long time, depending on how strong the passion is. I was just going to say long or uh, sometimes very intense moments right so if it's a shorter amount of time we could talk about dad i you know i can only claim to think we understand i don't know that i've ever heard dad personally describe this but i can't help but think that this is true take for instance dad doing like a solo at michigan state university on you know being pulled out and on a float while he's playing space odyssey 2001 (laughs) with like you know, the rock band and the Michigan state band blasting in front of, you know, 60,000 students or whatever it is. And, you know, he's, but his passion for music and ideas and entertainment in Mm -hmm. that fashion and the, the beauty of like designing something like that. I I feel like I share that and all the boys share that a lot. So there's like this heightened moment of it overrides everything yeah yeah and i think that's a point too that maybe cross over when people talking about rising above or the moment you know this this really crucial moment to shine quote unquote yep um maybe not so much in a performance aspect but when the pressure's on if it's something you're passionate about and something you enjoy doing and then it happens and you step out and people are like shocked and surprised so i got you you, you i know, have to tell you this it sounds like a Disney you, movie, but <laughs> you you shocked it. Let me tell you about the time you shocked and surprised me. You ready? Uh oh. Are you ready? And uh, that's <laughs> it, ladies and gentlemen, for this podcast. Thanks for no, listening. And, no, uh, well, stop, stop, stop. Out. No, wait, wait, wait. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was good. No, uh, high school when you played a lead role 
in a play. Do you remember that? It was with um it was at um Oh yes, I do Nor- remember that. Northland High School basically. I uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, you blew me out of the water because I knew you had a part in it. I even knew it was major. I did not know that it was going to be an I'm trying to remember the absolute, name of it. Yeah, man, it was I remember you starting with a lot of energy at the beginning with the whole like, isn't this great? You know, I think you were a newlywed or something maybe. And you, you, you were, um, oh, so yes. they had to set like a home, you know, and you were going yeah. through the house all excited. The play was and, called, uh, George Washington slept here. I remember it now. It was so cool. I remember my, yeah, I remember my that. jaw dropping because for me, I did not realize that that was something that was in you to come out. You know what I'm saying? So that's just a, that's an example of a moment that kind of blew me away with your personality type, knowing that you're, you know, fairly inward thinking and and whatnot yourself introverted. Yeah. And that was like one of the biggest, I mean, if you're not, (laughs) if you're not comfortable like talking in front of people a lot, that would definitely not be someone's favorite dream. Right, you know, uh, having to do something like that, and that's the I have to throw out a I have to throw out a shout out to somebody who kind of instilled the passion for acting and drama. It's not like I've done that a ton in my life, but it kind of bleeds through in oh yeah, in games and oh, and 100%. playing around, and, yeah, and voice and mm-hmm. you know video and stuff like that is um, Jeff Miller. He was a teacher at the school you went to. He taught drama, but he also came over to the high school, and he treated it with such respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, He's he, good. Yeah. I, I really respected him and he taught me a lot. I saw him. I saw yeah, him. He moved here. <laughs> yeah. I saw him like uh, two, wanna, two weeks ago. I know. He, I don't Sorry. Wanna, yeah. I don't want to spill too many beans about He's like, Oh, who's these people talking about me? But he's an old <laughs> teacher of mine. Yep. And um, yeah, I haven't met, I haven't seen him yet since he moved. I had him for here. speech as well. Yep. Yep. He, 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 he also too had kind of a weird, dry personality sense of humor. Yes, but he was very, he took it very seriously. We weren't playing around like it was real, like um, it was real acting. I guess isn't, isn't that good too, especially for high. I think we don't give high schoolers enough credit in the areas where we should, and that's a perfect example. I had very similar uh, moments, believe it or not, even with mom, who was a choir director for like all her kids. Yep, and uh, you know I called her Mrs. Everson, not you know right, mom, yeah. but but. But I'm back to your point. I love that when a teacher allows you the opportunity to like actually own something like that. Yeah, go ahead, give everything you have to yeah. us because it's okay to do that. And I, it surprised me. I've actually turned that around. I was helping out uh, another young lady with a project for for school, not uh, maybe like four years ago, something like that, and it was for art, mm-hmm. and um, she seemed really like you know, not confident in what she was doing. And then I just ignored that. And I just went, wow, you know, you have a real desire for this and you're really good at it. And to this day now, it was actually in photography. She's actually a professional shooting weddings right now. And and she's awesome at it. But before it was like all like, hee hee hee. And like, I'm, I'm so insecure on it. No, no, no. She took such over a big it. deal. Yeah. When you're young too. Yeah. The insecurity thing. Oh man. Yeah. So, and, and us being kind of the other side of the education system now. Right. You know, I'm assuming that maybe one of us will go back to school. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> but we're more on the teaching level of not, you know, as opposed to passing on knowledge as right. opposed to yeah. getting more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could see maybe a little bit of fear from this side of like, I don't want to push them in the wrong direction or, but like, man, you talk about moldable years, yep, yep. somebody who's impressionable young kids or whatever. I, I really enjoyed drama, um, in that sense and like acting and taking something and making it my own and yeah. given the permission to explore it to the fullest extent. Um, especially in a small school that we went to. He took the the play levels of that school like up twenty million times. It, it blew me away. Do you I remember was... going and seeing a community center play about the same time? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too specific. I know, but I know but exactly. Was, there was what a you're friend. About. There was a friend that was in it. 
Yep. And they invited us to go see it. And they had an amazing setup. Like, they all were mic'd and everything. We didn't. Like, yeah. we yeah. built our own sets and everything. Yep. But we just learned how to project and stage presence and all that stuff. This, they could talk normal. And, oh, my goodness. It was... It was rough. It was... It was there was no... To... Nobody was holding character... Uh, somebody had messed up big time and like was making a oh, joke about it between right. it was supposed to be like a body or something in a crate or something. And, and the oh, guy man. walked it that walked in and was like Shh, to the crowd, you know, trying to be funny and like, it's not supposed to be, but it was also a musical too. Oh, I remember that it was, spo- Oh, that was, that do you was... remember one of the songs we heard? Oh gosh. I, I don't know if I, if I, I no, but. Okay, I, I don't know if you I, want to sing it because that, that gets us in trouble real quick, man. <laughs> well, I just I just trouble. remember I was just like I was shaking my head because it, this has nothing to do with our friend. This more has to do with the community center that exactly. put it on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like boy, I, I was just like he was great. I'll just be honest. He, I think he was awesome. It's fine. You know, he was he, he so right. It wasn't anything about that, but the overall the person that directed this or their production or yes. something clearly was lacking in multiple ways and it was just it was it shows it was it, does. it was it was very <laughs> sad and it was just like the the 100 percent level of cringe that you could ever have you ever watch cringe videos like I people make them up do it for very <laughs> that's long my point oh. <laughs> like people are like the don't laugh videos and you're like okay that's easy you know, but the cringe videos, I can't do it. I'm the same way. I can't do it yet. Anyways, you know, those, um, I, I forget to even what the title of it is, but, and I feel silly cause I can't remember the name of it. I'll look it up here in a second. But anyway, basically I just saw this the other day. Basically, uh, there was a comedian and you got people in back who are like have an ear to him, right? He's got yeah. like an inner ear, uh, mic or whatever. Infection. Uh, yeah. Inner ear infection, basically. Uh, <laughs> in ear monitor, sorry. Anyway, and they're telling him like what he has to do. What's that called? Oh, uh, the impractical jokers. Yes. People? Yeah. So that's an example of one that just, it's so hard for me to finish even one episode of that. <laughs> it's so cringy. It's so, you know, because there was a comedian and they said, all right, never get to the punchline on all your jokes. <laughs> Can you imagine how terrible that is? And the people, they're real crowd. Yeah. And he has to yeah, do it. It's, I don't know how they do that. Oh. They must be thinking of the money or something. I can't do that. I would be like, no, please look, I have an earpiece in here. There, it's, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. Just have to defend. So there was a Ted talk I watched some years ago about there's this professor um, that talked about specifically introversion and extroversion. Um, I don't remember hundred percent what he said. I don't know if I agree with hundred percent of what he said, but the majority of it was really good. And at the end of it, I, this, this must've been like five or six years ago because I not, I've never had these thoughts until then. And it, it kind of broke me open okay. and I cried at the end of it. Oh my goodness. Because okay. he explained this extroversion introversion thing hmm. in a way that I'd connected with. I'd never connected with before. Um, he his some of his his applications or stuff may not be kind of like what I believe or whatever how I choose to live my life. Sure, sure. However, yeah. his observations were amazing. So he talked about he talked about how he was a teacher. He he reminded me so much of dad. Yep. And he's doing this TED talk. Okay. Which is extremely high profile. He knows he's being he's in front of a live crowd. He knows it's being filmed for how yeah. many millions of people are going to watch this later. <laughs> yeah. And he's extremely articulate. And he's going in talking about um, the differences and, you know, personality. And he's, he's loving what he's doing. But then towards the end of it, he's like, let me tell you a story. There's a professor that um, was an extreme introvert. And, you know, he's talking about himself. And okay. he's telling a true story. Oh, my God. He's like, at the end of every class, he would leave the class, go quickly down to a specific bathroom that he knew was private, go to a specific stall, and stand on the toilet and lock the door just to hide and decompress <laughs> after the class. Oh man. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, that is a definition of an extreme introvert. Then he's <laughs> like, and then you'll also notice when the extroverts enter the bathroom loud and boisterous, the door slams open <laughs> peeking through the crack, 
cracks. Hey, professor, is that you? <laughs> as he's like trying to hide and dodge and move his feet up off the toilet as he's trying to get some semblance of control oh, back man. to recharge. Hey, well, I'll wait out here for you. And he also noticed that um, I don't want to be too graphic or anything, but he would be patient with his duties in the bathroom while the extrovert would not. <laughs> <laughs> as loud as could be, you know, bursting out. And he would just have that <laughs> sheer panic of that social interaction because he was so drained at the end of it. Yep. So um, that wasn't the part that made me cry. That was the part that made me laugh. I was going to say, all right. <laughs> I was like, Which oh, man, way? I go hide in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it brought it in a point to me of like, uh, it's, it was just fascinating to me because I never heard anybody talk about it at that level. And then that level of expertise, Mm. um, we had somebody in our life, we already talked about dad, but the last thing I kind of want to talk about the the person I want to talk about was, um, grandpa Dale. Yeah. So dad's dad on that now. Yep. Um, Dale Everson. He, um, named after him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, he married, uh, Eunice. Yep. Uh, both of them are past, Grandpa Dale and Grammy Eunice. Yep. Everson, dad's side. Um, talking about personalities, man. <laughs> uh, On top of the cultural, like yeah. the Scandinavian right, back, right. background. It, it's sure a quick thing, you know. Um, the You have the Everson side and you have the Ortega side. Mom's side was like the Mexican Latino. <laughs> Just think stuff. mariachis. Oh, my goodness. Talk about difference <laughs> of, you know, personality. It's almost like an entire culture is like more extroverted than the other ones. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, you know, I could be gone three years and, and come home and see Grandpa Dale or Dad and oh yeah, hey, hey, how's it going, son? Or yeah, yeah hello, yeah. yep, hi, hi. Oh, hello, hello, yeah, hi. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Santa Claus get you something this year, <laughs> Grandpa Claus? Dale? Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, and just very sincere, you know, very direct, but just not a lot of words. He, there was not. I never knew a time that. Grandpa Dale didn't say more than a few sentences without taking yeah, a pause. He, yeah, he didn't gab on like I do. Yeah, like we're going on and on and on. We can blame the Ortega side. Yeah, that's their fault. You go to the bathroom and come back, and they're like, where are you? Where have you been? We missed you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hugs and, you know, just. And we loved it. We loved both sides, you know. Yep. Um, uh, but specifically, um, going back to Grandpa Dale's side, um, I remember uh, Peter. We talked about our youngest brother, Peter. Yep. And Peter was uh, very young. Um, Grandpa passed, and I think, in 2006, I believe. Okay. Yes. Or maybe that was Grammy Eunice. I, I, I really got to go back and check. Yep. But, um, you know, Peter was pretty young, but I remember one time, because we really didn't see him smile, but <laughs> we all knew he loved us. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was just, it, you know, it was different. Just we almost didn't realize. I would say I almost didn't realize that really till later on because yeah. we all knew we felt. It's not like we didn't feel comfortable with Grandpa or something. You know? No, no, no. You knew no. he loved us to death. <laughs> it's and just we, later on you're like, oh, people think this is odd that he's got a straight face, you know, for most of the time. Yeah, you know? and, and I find myself in some of the same yeah, situations, yeah. you know, in church or yeah. Are you at okay? Work or are you mad are like, right now? You're yeah, like, no, I'm really happy actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was enjoying the peace and quiet until you came and asked me. <laughs> But I remember one time he was there. Grandpa was doing something. It could have been Christmas. We had awesome Christmases there. Nope. They would bring in like these buckets full of yeah, presents. Just buckets, just, man. You know, just quietly. And we'd have a blast. And it was usually Christmas Eve. But yep. I remember Peter one time, Grandpa was doing something. And Grandpa cracked a smile. And Peter was like, Grandpa, you you smiled. <laughs> and he turned over and looked at him, you know, kind of sternly and said, I what? Shame on you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> we all laugh so so much, you know, but you know, he was aware of it. I know he was. His grandma Eunice was was the talker, really, you know. Sure. Um, but he was such a such a great man in so many different ways. Um we we kind of talked about this in the lost episode, so you might hear us repeating some things if that ever gets recovered sure. and restored. But he he married Grammy Eunice very, very young as they would back then. Yeah. And it wasn't long into their marriage that she developed some very serious medical issues. I thought it was like 25 or something like that. I think if so. I remember, right? Yeah. Um, they were very young when they got married, too. Was it when she was having dad, maybe? Cause maybe. I think 
Well, I don't know. Anyway, I, it could have. I mean, it was. I know it was very early on. It yeah. wasn't like they were in their forties or fifties, and then she started having issues. But she had. I mean, just to list a few, she had uh, MS, muscular dystrophy, cancer, yeah. um, uh, polio. She had some like I don't know if you already mentioned, but basically a lot of the esophageal, yeah, esophageal like, spasms. Yeah, area was. Yep, she yep. had. She couldn't eat certain things. Oh man, she, she couldn't walk. That pepper that was in, like, there was an accidental pepper in a pizza, just about oh, yeah. almost killed her. Yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like they were like, what in the world? It was, growing up, it wasn't it wasn't out of our knowledge base to hear that grandma was, you know, that that the the ambulance was there. Yeah, you know, but and, and at the same on, time, a fighter like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, how tough could a woman be? Tiny just, little, tiny little yep, thing, yep. hundred pounds, so tough, soaking wet, probably. <laughs> but she had a little Mego that rolled around the house, yeah, super fast. Man, man. She had a couple of them too. She had an outdoor one. Oh, that thing! Take us on rides, yeah, know, down the road. You know, that should have like, been illegal. A hundred percent, that should have been no illegal. On the thing. That was going. It had to have been going twenty miles an hour down the sidewalk. <laughs> she had a couple of them. I remember that. <laughs> She's like, "This one has a new battery." <laughs> <laughs> breaking the sound area <laughs> but um there was times she couldn't use her hands um yeah uh she used her teeth sometimes to hold the paintbrush she was she an was artist a, she was a watercolor artist she yep. was an awesome artist um also her sister was too yep uh, aunt dorothy i have a couple of her paintings actually same yep um uh yeah grandma loved to draw uh or paint trees yeah. I can't paint trees. They always come looking out like <laughs> roadmaps, you know, or <laughs> I don't know how to paint trees. I don't know how to paint. How do you paint a tree, Joe? Oh, my goodness. How I, do you make a tree look like a tree? You, I don't know. And not like a stick figure. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's hard. Especially with, but watercolor is, is a whole nother animal that you can't train. Like you have to embrace the crazy that's a whole part point of watercolor. In I try my to do watercolor. Just everything ends up turning black. <laughs> yeah. Soaking keep, wet. Just keep dropping it's in color. Black, Cause I'm like, that's the wrong color. Let me put more color in there. Yeah. No, don't move. This is supposed you, to be orange. You should. Now it's brown. You should definitely get into like abstract, <laughs> uh, black <laughs> paintings. Just, <laughs> you, you probably make a fortune on modern art. Honestly. Oh, but, but gr- yeah, grandma, gra- grandma and grandpa, grandma and grandpa, yep. grandpa had an extreme amount of knowledge and patience. Yep. So grandpa actually has a patent or he, he, I think he developed a patent for like a quick release on her amigo, I think to help her move. Well, from yeah. You one talked to one. about that before. Yeah. And you also shared something with me that I'd never heard before. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> I didn't I should have confirmed this before yeah. we start talking well, about it. Well, it's fine. Just whatever, bring it up. But he his the way that he communicated with us, I think in the way he showed love was time spent. Oh yeah. You talk about the love languages or whatever. His Ooh. was wasn't I guess you know, he could say a couple words that could be more meaningful than like 5,000 paragraphs from somebody else, yep. you know, yep. in a way because he was so meek and so sparing with words. Sure. Um, but he, we used to do the little uh, uh, pine box car derbies or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I um, love those things. He, and it was like a tradition. So Ben was the oldest, and he went all the way down the line. I think I think I was the last one. I don't know if Peter got old enough before he passed. Um, uh, to, yeah, to and we even it. moved, I think, yeah, right? we moved so, in 2000. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. So Peter was like moved. in... I could have been in an he was early like, Awana. It was right at that turning point. Yeah, because I think I was in fifth grade, maybe yeah. when we moved. So you know, but yeah, was first Grandpa or was. Oh, those were good times, man. He 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 helped us uh, uh, build these um, pine right. box cars, and we go race them. Right. And so for yeah, for those of you, I mean, this is just like the Pinewood Derby is okay, what a lot of people would call them for. Like I did them in Cub Scouts. Um, that was pretty well known, like a Pinewood uh-huh. Derby race. Yeah. And a lot of different clubs and things will have them and race them. And nowadays you can buy like the fast kit, 
you yeah, know, and I'm just sure. get the easy, which is fine. I actually don't, I don't think that's a problem. You got, you got kids that don't have parents that can spend the time that they, they want to. And, yeah, and they all didn't have that. Grandpa Dale who was, yeah. who worked at Dow yeah. chemical or, and, you know, engineering. He's like got <laughs> space fluid. He's putting on <laughs> he our did. cars. He, he did. did. And this 100%. was the, this was the crazy part. So he would, the way he did it for me was, um, he'd give me the block. He'd say, you know, draw your profile. Yep. Cause we, we weren't really, at least I wasn't allowed to like use a saw or anything. Yeah. We weren't going to like, yeah. Run it had, through the band saw or whatever <laughs> ourselves at the time. 10 years old. You know. <laughs> I mean, some, some kids could do it, but not, definitely not us. Well, we, we weren't exactly like carpenter children either. Yep, you know? yep. Um, but, uh, so I, you know, I drew it on there and he's like, okay, cool. You want to put anything else on there? And so he cut the profile out and it's a, it's a box. So, you know, he, I did like a, Tried to make it look like a Corvette or something, kind of a yeah. longer nose and then just a sloping back. He cut that. Then he let he give me the sandpaper and say, "Okay, sand." That it. was the hardest part. Yeah. Oh, um, I like that part, but this whole t- he wouldn't he didn't say very much. He wasn't talking a lot. Yeah, he's just but like okay. He's sitting there next to me, you know, and I'd sand it, and he uh, he'd feel it and be like, "Okay, that's a little. Try to match this side or this a little rough. You you do what you want with it." And so once. We had the shape, um, then he would kind of take over. He let me paint it or whatever. I think I put a little Nike swoosh on mine. I do it remember was red. That. I remember I put a Nike that. swoosh on it. And um, was it in white or black? It was red. I know the, the, the swoosh, swoosh was was black. It was black. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I totally probably would have looked that. better white, but it was like a permanent <laughs> marker over enamel paint, so it was like smudged, you know. But um, he let me spray paint it red with a rattle can out in the garage, and I like coated it so thick. You know, he just, I was the other way with it. I I went to, he's like, okay, you're going to need another coat. Yeah. (laughs) I was so scared. (gasps) Yeah. I need another can grandpa. He's like, oh my goodness. What are you doing? It's like dripping. (laughs) Um, probably because you're more attentive to the paint. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he, then he put the, he put the wheels on because you have to wood glue them in, I think. Oh, yes. And I asked you this. Yep. And. And I said, do you, do you remember, did he used to take a compressor and he put some kind of lube on the axle and then yep. he'd take the air compressor and yeah. spin the wheels on it like, yeah. like super fast. Yep. Um, and so, you, okay, continue, I remember sorry. right before the race, like we're supposed to go, you know, it was going to be in the afternoon and we were there in the morning finishing up the car and he's lubing up the wheels and he goes, and the wheel popped off like with the axle. And he's like, oh, nuts, you know? Oh, nuts. I was like, uh, you know, I'm freaking out here a little bit. And <laughs> and he puts it back in. Oh, my And, like, glued it back in. I was so nervous. He was, And he told me, he's like, oh, I don't know. We're going to might uh, might have to might come off during the race. Oh, boy. I was panicking the whole race. I think I got second or something from the, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I did really, really well. Yep. But he put all the weights in and everything. And you said something yep. to me. I, I remember this now. Some yeah. kind of conspiracy theory about yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's total conspiracy, but I I totally got this. This conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't think all these things can just be true and not be related somehow. So you, for instance, we need to talk to Ben is what we discovered. So I'm actually messaging him right now. So continue. Good. And he's replying. So, okay. All right. So good. I really want to know this. Okay. There's something basically called, I I don't know if this is exactly what it's called, but basically you make your car ride on three wheels and there's a number of reasons for that. You have less friction on one axle. So you take that away. Um, You also have less friction on the actual track. That's the other part right, of it, yeah. right? So yeah. now you're dealing, and friction is one of the biggest energy losses. The friction and heat uh-huh. uh, caused by that is actually an energy loss that you don't want to put into your, you're taking it out of your potential energy and it's not becoming a part of your kinetic energy actually in motion, right? So anyway, this is all Mark Rober stuff that I'm citing now in hindsight, but I was actually going to bring this up with Ken and ask him if something had happened to his wheel because it happened to me too. Now, Grandpa, his version of it for me was that he was putting it in, but for whatever reason, which I don't think he would ever do this in real life. He hadn't done it on the other axles. He chose one. And 
Uh, I can't remember which one it was, though. Was it like a front right or something like that? Anyway, um, uh, he basically squeezed the axle, acting like he needed to push it in a little bit. Uh Okay. Uh, And all of a sudden, you know, he kind of like goes too far. And he's like, oh, man, well, you can literally buy these axles now. When you buy them online, there's a certain bent profile that you get to make sure your car does the three-wheel ride and... Uh, there might be some other parts to it that I don't know where it's like an inward turn or different things like that. But the whole idea is that you get that angle going so you get the least amount of contact with the surface as possible. And I just find it really interesting that that's 100% true about both our cars. So I don't know if you're finding anything out from Ben yet. Uh, no, he hasn't said anything just yet. Okay. But uh, I... I, so I call it the grandpa, com, you know, conspiracy theory on our derby cars because uh, now I am anyway, and I won't know till the other side, if you will. I'm gonna try to get him to call in because I can hook it up to here through Bluetooth. Oh, that'd quick. be so cool! So bear with I'll, me for I'll a keep second. so so at the end of the day, we all did very well, is what this comes down to, in you know our local races, that kind of thing. So basically, it would be done. Um, I did both. Uh, Cub Scouts with Grandpa and um, something called Awana, which was like a Christian, you know, uh, club for kids that would, you know, it was like a little bit of a day camp, evening camp kind of thing every Wednesday. And they had this thing on a Saturday. Sometimes, for some reason, I feel like it might have even been two Saturdays, but it was for sure one all day Saturday that there would be a local uh, chapter of that club that would race. And sometimes it would include maybe a few different schools or churches or whatnot, and they would all show up and, you know, there'd be the weigh-ins and they'd check your cars. I mean, they took it so seriously. Oh my gosh. Like some people went really, there were some, yeah, oh, there were man. some very serious cars there. I remember seeing them. They looked like they were like candy <laughs> paint, like yeah. pearlescent paint. Right. Cause they would use stickers. the real paint with, yeah, like you model know, like hundred percent. Their dad did them. <laughs> Like a hundred percent. Right. I like, I don't want to live a double standard here. Cause we're talking so much about how grandpa helped us, but, sure. but that's the point. That's what but I'm like saying. He let wise, us, like, right. We did everything he oh, put on. Oh, the he made wheels. us sand. He made us paint it. He even let me like mess around a little bit with putting the wheels on and making sure, you know, like handling the car in a way that was like responsible. He would, I think he let me do the drill once he picked the spot, you know, for the, the holes for the um, weights that would go in. There'd be these lead weights that you could put inside right, uh, in yeah. the bottom, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he, I remember him talking to himself, like thinking about the weight and he talked about where it was best to have the weight. And it's true that you want to have it back. If I'm remembering right. Yes. You want to have it back. Uh, and there's a certain balance point that you want to find with your car. And he would do that stuff with our cars. And this is now like documented, but back then I'm quite sure this I was think not you're right, man. Because I remember being annoyed that my car wouldn't it'd yeah. teeter. Go, that's a good, th- that's a good sign. Actually, that's called uh rail riding. That's the other part of it. So, yeah. all right. So I'm going to call Ben right now. Is he ca- calling in? I'm going to see if he'll, yes. I'm going to see if he'll, uh, this would be great. <laughs> He's like totally lost. I'm like, can I record your answer? He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Just make right. him call in. I'm calling him right now. Will he hear us? Yeah. Through this machine? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so crazy. Hey, what's up? Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. This is your brothers, Ken and Joe. This is Joe. Sorry for this <laughs> spontaneous thing. I was like, <laughs> I was like man, this Sounds like two of them. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, sorry, real quick. Uh, we're actually recording a little secret project thing here. So, um, but okay, specifically about Grandpa Dale, Joe and I have this theory. Yeah. So when I was uh, when I was doing my car with Grandpa Dale, he he quote unquote accidentally broke my axle. Like one of the wheels went flying off when he was doing the compressed air spin on it. And it went, pew, popped uh-huh. off. And he was like, oh, nuts, you know. And then he put it back in. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, it might come off during the race. I don't know. And Joe just said that the same thing happened to him. Yeah, he did. He did something similar. And I've done some research. And uh, if you if you want to look at it yourself, there's a guy called Mark Rober. If you've ever heard of him on YouTube, he describes it very succinctly and really quickly about the the way to make your Pinewood Derby car the fastest and one of the best ways 
most efficient ways is to make sure it does a three wheel ride. And, and, uh, so the theory was uh-huh. that grandpa knew this, but <laughs> this he didn't, is my, this is my conspiracy he didn't want, theory, but he didn't want us to feel bad about breaking the car or being like off or something. I don't know. I, I wanted to hear your experience on. Yeah. Do you remember anything like that ever happening? Yeah. With- okay. I do. I can't speak to that directly, but I do know that he, his time, uh, as far as a wanna probably with Pinewood Derby stuff, because he was the one in our circles that pioneered the putting the weight in the back of the car. Interesting. Yep, so, we were just talking about that. Yep, that's a big deal. Yep. Right. No. Now everybody does it now, but nobody was doing it then because they were all thinking, oh, yeah, put the weight towards the front because it pulls you forward, which is not true. Put it in the back. It has the most, it Kinetic has just a energy. little bit extra. Yep. Well, yeah, because it, it, the back hits the, uh, it stays on the incline longer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys know this, but but the car that he made with me won the whole state. Yep, that's a, okay. Uh-huh. I thought that was true. Yeah, okay. I told Ken, I was like, I think there was like a regional thing. And then there was like state, you know, so it was like your little local yep. deal. And then I remember. What the, year the, was that, Ben? Yeah. 1989. 89, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's the famous uh, yep, painting that grandma grandma did from the photo. Yeah, I remember yep, that. Yep, I have it up like in my closet or something. But so I don't know anything about riding it on three wheels, although that makes sense. But but I do know that he was all into like he used uh, special stuff that he got from Dow yeah. Uh, yeah, for the lubrication. Yep, yep. Yeah, I like, remember that. He was a, yep. It's like so, space age I don't know what this is for or what I'm doing on this, but <laughs> well, there's my thought. <laughs> no, no, you're okay. Oh, you're going man. to jail after this. Um, no. We're, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're actually recording a podcast or whatever. I can give you details about it later, but I, I wanted to hear I wanted to hear your personal experience on that. Um, we might cut that in yep. or out or something, but um yeah, we're talking about Grandpa <laughs> Dale. That that was that blew my mind because Joe said, "Oh, that happened to me too," and he did in the almost exact same situation. Yep. Because I so was. So you think your theory is that he like bent it up on purpose or something? Yes, and I think that he knew. I don't know how else to put this, but basically, you know how kids are. If you tell a kid right. like, "Hey, uh, this is going to make your car faster, so don't feel bad." And then he you're gonna your tell car, your axle. Yeah, right you're gonna you. tell all your other friends like, "Hey, I want to tell you a secret," you know. And I think <laughs> it was his way of not letting it out, but making it like, "Oh, this is an accident," because um, that it actually increases the speed of the car. I think it's the number one way to make your car faster over profile of the car, even the weight. It's either that or what's called a rail ride, which I think is another thing that he technically was having us do, whether he knew it or not. But basically, when that wheel also uh, becomes a little bit cantered, it will ride. And instead of it hitting each side of the wheel constantly, it forces it to kind of just stay a little bit more straight throughout the entire race. But anyway, you got to you got to watch the YouTube video by Mark Rober. And huh. it will make way more sense because I'm terrible at explaining it. Um, but he's a NASA scientist huh. guy, really young. He helped design the uh, rover that went to Mars at like age 20-something. And uh, he decided to dedicate all his time into figuring out the science behind the Pinewood Derby. And now, Ben, when you buy kits online, they sell them with bent axles. <laughs> And to me, it's wow. like, are you kidding me? Because I remember Grandpa putting mine in a vice, in a, in a vice, and bending the axle. Huh? And yep. I, I still don't know why he would do that, you know. But he, he made it kind of look, oh, nuts, you know. And he kind of like, whoops. Yeah, like it's my fault. I did this. Don't feel bad about your yeah. car. We'll do the best we can. Yeah, and then boom. I think I got second. By the way, yeah, I got second too. Oh yeah, you guys did. Yeah, the Everson cars with Grandpa Dale always did well. Um, the, by the time, uh, after I had, uh, done, he was looking for every edge because after my car won, actually, no, no. Um, so Massey won the year before me Oh yeah, and yep. they, and an O'Shaughnessy and they, uh, and I got second 
I did it three years. So I got second, third, and then first, and then first again overall at the big one. So, uh, uh, but people started copying his uh, weight thing the second year. Yep. And then he he still did the weight thing, and but then he added he switched lubricants my third year, and so <laughs> with the weight thing. I, I still remember it. And there's a video somewhere of that race, an actual video that I've seen uh, of the race. And you can see the car is actually in last place right before the curve flattens out. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's really fascinating to watch because I'm in last place. Yeah. Just shoots right out. Well, it makes sense. Yep, and the weights in the back. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yep. if you really, really like, and then in fact, I, think we even went in and we were a shade heavy and they made them right there at the way in like uh carve out just a little bit more so that it would be underweight because you had a weight limit they would measure yeah it's like boxing you cut weight you know yeah. they go like sweat it out for an hour to <laughs> get time to do it <laughs> to make weight yep cool well thanks for the thanks for the impromptu ad here or whatever but um okay we're talking about grandpa dale so yep, yep. Thanks, man. See you guys later, then. See you. Yep. Bye. See you, Ben. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that was the eldest talking about it. That's really funny that he said that. And he was able to shed, like, some legitimacy of Grandpa's strategy for that stuff. I mean, it, it is obvious, even if it was an accident or wasn't a part of the conspiracy, which I still hold is true, <laughs> uh, it's obvious that you can tell that he he dedicated a lot of love into it with us, and I think he that was He was so fun. good with his hands. He, yep. he worked his whole life with his hands. He was also a very good musician and stuff, but a very quiet guy. Yeah. Um, just didn't say a lot, but... Um, we talked about that last time. I want to bring that up. Trombonist. Yeah. yeah. Played in a group, Blast from the Past. Yeah, big band. Yep. Big band group. An amazing trombonist. He Apparently, also, he used to play the drums a little bit. He, he played, played the piano he played the a little piano. bit. That's how dad got into playing piano. Yep. He um, had one of those fake books so he could, you know, mess around with the chords yep, yep. and and uh, spread that along, too. Not not that he only needed that. Just It was just interesting. Yeah. Very broad view of, you know, he wasn't just stuck in one little piece, you know, a lot of broad instruments and yep. types of music and stuff like that. Big part of his life. But, um, yeah, so uh, it's fun talking about personalities because we have both sides. And just lastly, I'll just say that, like, to be to be one or the other is not bad. You know, I just I find it fascinating. Yeah, that's good. That's good know? to say. Yeah, it really isn't. I, I don't want extroverts to feel like, you know, at the end of this saying, like, oh, man, they really poo pooed on us. So that's not <laughs> it at all. In fact, some of well, them... we'll just save that for the next one, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got some great personalities in our family that are we got extroverted. so much in there. Yeah, but um, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're uh, we're happy to be back and and doing another episode. So just keep yeah. listening. Let us know. Give us some feedback. What was your family like? What was your weird, quiet <laughs> <laughs> person in your life, or somebody is over boisterous? Um, it, it it really be nice. is fascinating. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah, be nice. We're all being nice about this. But um, until next time, guys, we will talk to you in the next one. Let's do it. Can't wait. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.